and welcome to another episode of Casting Views, a podcast where we talk about, well, pretty much anything and anything that might interest us. I'm Lou, and I'm here with... Me, Dan. Now, this is week four of Food Month. I'm glad oh, that we got we that got right, because right. yeah, right. yeah, it's the first time we've got it right this month. <laughs> um, and this is our final week, and we do have some very, very special guests with us this week. But before we get into it, I'm going to pass over to Dan, um, who's going to do a promo for some of our friends. Yes, cheers, Luke. Uh, yeah, another friend of the show today is going to be Leo over at Voluntary Input. Um, if you haven't heard this podcast, change that now and go listen to it. He's great. Really nice guy for a start. Um, but his podcast will take you from one week it'll be about gaming or tech. And the last, well, at time of recording, the last episode was called Being Man Enough. And he's got an ex-exotic dancer talking about the pressures of being a man. Um, so kind of that's what i'm saying how random or diverse his 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 subjects are so let's hear from him now are you a nerd are you a person then check out voluntary input where we not only have open discussions about tech tv movies and gaming but also open discussions about people and sometimes with the people behind the tech catch new episodes with me Leo Allen, bi-weekly on Tuesdays on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Good Pods, and pretty much everywhere else you listen to podcasts. And be sure to check out videos of every episode on YouTube and Twitch. Simply go to voluntaryinput.com to find all the ways you can listen to us, contact us, and better yet, select register as a guest to be a guest on the show because we are always looking for great guests like you. Never forced, never coursed. Welcome to Voluntary Input. And we're back. I can't wait for this. (laughs) Now, this is a very special episode because we have some very special guests. And we have two lovely ladies by the name of Karen and Anne from the Sugar Coated Murder Podcast. <laughs> I'm hoping that was all right. I feel like it's it's all it's always deep south when when you ever ask a British person to do an American accent. Um, now, and anybody wondering and listening to this might wonder why we've got a true crime podcast on Food Month with us this month. So I'm going to let Karen and Anne probably cut into why they're appropriate for Food Month because alongside true crime, you have a relatively nice quirk in in what goes along with it. Yes. So we also do baking on our (laughs) podcast while we talk about true crime. So it is a little quirky. I'm not sure which the quirk is, though. I don't know if it's the baking or the true crime. (laughs) (laughs) We're very quirky anyway. So it's really good for us. But that's what we do. We bake up things in the kitchen. And when we do that, we talk about some really horrible um, true crime stuff. I feel like it's a nice spin because you've got true crime and then how can that be balanced out cupcakes or something? Like It's <laughs> yeah. a nice mix of, of, of the good and the bad. Yeah. And again, kind of just to uh, just to give you, you a bit of um, a big up, as they say, again, at time of recording, you've released 101 episodes now, haven't you? I mean, we what have. a milestone. I mean, how congratulations crazy. on that. That's amazing. They never saw that coming. Luke, Luke, <laughs> that a lot of dedication to episodes. We're so far off that milestone. It's unbelievable. It'll be here before you know it. And you'll be like, what? <laughs> so yeah, we've been putting in the work. 
So, but yeah, oh God, no, I'll, let, I'll let Dan go first. <laughs> so I was going to ask, how did it come about, the podcast? So did you think I'm going to do a baking podcast or did you think do true crime podcast or did you from the start think you were going to mix the two? How did that happen? Oh, well, we thought, um, we didn't think of any of it. To be honest with you, we had a friend that approached us at, we were at a, a medium psychic reading oh, wow. with a whole bunch of people and the the psychic medium is a friend of ours and afterward it was close to halloween and we were telling some stories about true crime that had happened in our very very small little town and she said you girls need to do a podcast and we were like all right we could do a podcast and she said and you need to incorporate your baking because everywhere we go you know we're in the south you take <laughs> you take something you you have to take yeah. food with you when you go yes and everybody seems to really enjoy our baking. And she said, you have to somehow incorporate this baking. So Karen went out and found us a $20 microphone <laughs> off of Amazon. And I Googled how to podcast. And that's, <laughs> that's how it started. I had never even listened to a podcast. I don't think Ann had either. So no. we were just like, what is this? So it was, it was interesting. It was interesting. We started listening to some true crime podcasts. So we got the feel for it's okay to talk about horrible gory things and then you know we were just like let's throw that baking part in because that's something that we're good at so that's just kind of how we that's how it came up we really didn't think this was going anywhere we thought 10 episodes we'll just put those out there it'll be a real laugh our family will listen or maybe not and then we'll be done and then 101 episodes later we're still doing it and we've gotten such great um feedback from it that we just we haven't stopped yet. And we're sisters. If people don't know, Karen and I are sisters. So we've got the sister banter that kind of goes yeah. back and forth as well. So there's, I know it's a very gory topic, but there is a great deal of humor because we'll get the story wrong or we always we massacre enjoy. the names and that's a pun intended. And so, yeah. We really are not good with the names at no, all. No, we are hard. If it's not Smith or Jones, we're done. No. We're going we're gonna to mess it up. But so. we're honest. We tell people before we even say the name, I'm going I'm to going butcher to mess this name. Up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And because we're sisters, our mom is our biggest fan. Biggest. She <laughs> listens to every episode as soon as it drops we have to send her her own personal link to the episode and but she stays after us and I know you can't tell looking at our beautiful faces but we're both in our 50 bubble <laughs> and so our mom still calls us when we say bad words and tells us that she didn't raise us to say bad words yeah so now before we cuss we always say sorry mama but then we still let the word fly so <laughs> we figure we're good as long as we apologize up yes. front yes oh and Lou and and yeah I think you you said your mom said that you have to behave because the British are really refined but yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah I know I know I feel like we break that mold entirely it's terrible we're really doing a disservice aren't we at this don't worry when we're done with <laughs> I said, yeah, we've we've walked right out of Downton Abbey, haven't we, you and I? So. Yeah. <laughs> Can I yeah. just say as well, the name is absolutely brilliant. I've Aww. I've been telling my girlfriend, my mum, I've been like, the name it was just genius. I was just like, it could <laughs> we we, we we sat and we we took about six weeks just to come up with casting views. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I got to tell you, we had a list. We we just had like a huge list and we would just say them out loud to each other. And that one really just stuck. I mean, we had some really dumb ones, believe me. But um, I think cupcakes and killers and I don't want to I don't want to tell too much. I don't want somebody to steal it. (laughs) (laughs) Your spin-off pot. You know, we just um, that one just it felt right. I don't know. It just it worked. It worked. So we were really proud. Um, did you always have a passion where where did where did the kind of passion for the true crime stuff come from then or start start then kind of originate from all right so i'm going to answer that question so we we are from a very small town in virginia very small i think um the biggest it's been is maybe eight thousand people but and that's very um it's a rural town our dad was the pharmacist in the town like it was you know it's very small and in this little town, believe it or not, um, there were a lot of murders that happened. And the crazy part is we knew the murderers. Oh, we wow. Not... <laughs> you didn't expect that, did you? No. <laughs> so... my, my dad was the pharmacist. The murderers lived next door. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it kind of went that way. Yeah. So um, for us, I mean, even when Anne was little, my our mom witnessed a man that she she and Anne were walking down the street if you can just picture this little town and they're walking down the sidewalk and near my dad's pharmacy and this man comes around the corner with a gun in his hand and walks past the sewage and dumps it into and puts it in the sewer oh, and wow. keeps walking and my mom witnessed that that's a drainage ditch a drainage let's don't call sewer. it a sewer because then they're going to think we're dirty breaking news breaking news americans don't have drains <laughs> <laughs> so, um, mom, so the guy had just murdered his wife and her boyfriend, they were in a car together behind this bank, and he had just shot the two of them point blank and murdered them and was walking away and threw the gun away. So my mom had to go and testify at that trial because she witnessed him getting rid of the gun. I was nine. And Anne was nine years old. So we can remember our mom being really nervous about going and testifying, and this guy, you know, was threatening to kill her because she was a key witness, and she... I think she was trying to figure out. Co- she wanted to go incognito to, to court. but <laughs> She wanted to go in a, a disguise, but they wouldn't let her. So, yes, I mean, that's a er- very early introduction into the world of crime. And then when I was in high school, and we do cover this on our this case on our podcast. Um, when I was a junior in high school, it was near the end of school. So we were getting out for summer. And um, this really good friend of mine, and I was supposed to go study one afternoon and um, I canceled because I wanted to go sunbathe because that's where my priorities were, not geometry exams, but <laughs> sunbathing. And that very afternoon. So with that, you were in what grade were you in? I was in 11th grade. So that would be um, level, level 11, 11, level 11, is year that, 11. Is that what you're yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what we yeah. call it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're trying to be like y'all. <laughs> that afternoon he actually uh, murdered uh, a woman that was a mail carrier and she had turned into his driveway to turn around and he jumped in her car with a huge knife and was making her drive down this dirt road and he actually stabbed her over 60 times and slit her throat 
And I was, we were, I mean, and I was in a class of 40 people. So everybody knew each other. We were all good friends. We had all known each other for years. And to me, it was so unimaginable that somebody that I knew and really thought was my friend Mm. was this horrible monster. And once that happened, we started finding out all these other things that he had done that we had never been told about. Mm -hmm. And for me, that started a fascination with the whole psyche of a killer. Like, how can you be one person and then be this other horrible monster at the same time? So that's kind of how it started. I mean, and so she would talk to me about those things. (laughs) Yeah, and she was four years younger than me, so I (laughs) shared the pieces out of her. So the fascination kind of came between the both of us. And then after, just after I went um, to my first year of college, another family acquaintance of ours um, murdered a classmate with another guy and that murder went unsolved for like two and a half years until he actually confessed. It it probably would not be solved today if he had not come forward and confessed. So um, we have had so many. (laughs) I'm telling you, we've covered all of our our hometown murders. (laughs) That's true. But we've covered all of them on our podcast on different episodes. Yeah. Um, But it's, it's crazy. I mean, the murder, it's just, it's like, I mean, the town is very nice. <laughs> I was going to say, we were talking about coming to visit. visit right? Well, we're not there now. We don't live there. We did oh, leave. Okay. We, left. <laughs> we left. We were like, oh, you know, I mean, it's just a numbers game. Eventually, you're either going to be the murderer or the murderer. So I got to get out. <laughs> I got to get out. I was not playing those numbers for a very long. So I got out of there. So but yeah, so that's where we got our obsession with true crime. So have you, oh, well, I was going to say as well, so do you have uh, um, an obsession with, with it in general? So do you watch all the crime shows as well? Do you, you know, do you watch all the dramas and the real life shows? Are you into all that as well? Oh my, I am an ID discovery junkie. <laughs> I am not. I am. Oh, really? I love true crime. I watch a lot of the Netflix documentaries, but I don't like the cases, the big televised cases that everybody knows about like the Ted Bundy's and stuff like that. I like the small towns where it's like, you would never expect that that person murdered that other person. Yeah. Um, And that's my obsession. And I think it's just comes from, you know, my background. So, but that's kind of what I obsess about is. And I'm more obsessed with baking shows. Every (laughs) I'm going to watch it. It is true. It is so true. She's more in, I mean, I watch the baking shows, but not like she does. She tells me which ones to watch. Right. So, it's it's, it's kind of like us, though. Like Lou, for for a while at the start, you were always talking about the darker sort of oh, stuff was, in our yeah, podcast, I was, and I want the light and fluffy stuff. Yeah, dark, <laughs> depressing, <laughs> pessimistic. And then Dan would be like, "Yeah, but the world's not that bad." I'd be like, "Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. It's full of murderers. It's awful." <laughs> and actually, sort of pun pun intended as well. You you have got a killer tagline haven't you so so do you want to say that we say stay sweet and don't murder because if you kill people we will talk about you (laughs) brilliant (laughs) we've heard it we've heard it live (laughs) yeah and we have a new one that we've kind of been taking out for a spin that says come for the baking stay for the murder (laughs) 
<laughs> so, and you know, on our podcast, we do drink a little bit. So I think that it's only proper oh. for Ann and I to show you what will God. be in our teacups. Here we go. Oh, you, <laughs> you can't see this, but they've got a beautiful teapot. Yeah. Bloody Marys. <laughs> We're drinking Bloody Marys because I know Bloody Mary was a queen. I don't know a queen of what, but she was queen of something. So, cheers! Cheers! I've actually got a nice. Oh, it put me to shame. I've got a nice chamomile tea going here. So, <laughs> well, I'm very sorry because we're drinking Bloody Marys. We're drinking spicy Bloody Marys. It's very Lou. Funny. Lou, we need to keep this pod going as long as we can. I think they, they need to. <laughs> need to <laughs> oh, don't worry. I'm not good at sipping drinks. I'm a guzzler, so. <laughs> You'll see me pour in a couple to her one. I'll drink three, and then I won't be able to get any of my words right. Yeah, maybe don't let your mom wor- listen to this one. <laughs> <laughs> don't let your mom. I said mom. Did you say mom? I did. Yeah, because it's your. You, you call your mom's mom. Mom, mom, mom. Yeah. mom. That's the mom, one. Mom, mom, okay. Mom. There you go. Listen, we have been hard at work preparing yes. for this. First of all, this morning I baked proper tea biscuits they're square <laughs> and they are um, they look I lovely know actually of the show called ted lasso i've heard yeah um, i haven't yeah. seen it okay. yet so he's this american guy that's been hired to go and and over to go over to england and coach a soccer team which is football over there yep. so, yeah <laughs> and he knows nothing about the sport at all and he's really learning about like just the the whole culture over there is so different and he tries to befriend the owner of the team. And the way he really gets under her skin is he takes these very special biscuits to her every morning. And she's like, where'd you get them? He's like, don't worry about it. And he brings them every morning, but he will not say where he, we are, where they came from. And Anne was able to Google and get the recipe for those biscuits. Huh? <laughs> and that's what we are. Because we were going to try one of your biscuits, but yeah. do you want to tell me why do you the have digestives there? What is that? What is a digestive? I, you, you know what, as well, I remember someone turning around and saying, is it a digestive because it does something to like your colon and like does it clean you out or something like that? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. If I'm being honest, digestives dunked in tea are just a brilliant thing, to be fair. Like, that's a staple. But you've got to be really yeah. careful because you don't want it to be too soggy. It drops in, and then you're fiddling with the spoon to get it out, and then it gets oh, all mushy right. at the bottom of the cup. And then you're not it's, proper. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, and then you, know, you get your British card revoked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Digestive, Lou, is your all-round biscuit, really, isn't it? So if you've got yeah, someone yeah. working on your house, you've got, like, somebody coming in to repair something, you give them a digestive. Equally, if you've got people around, you could give them a digestive really it sounds like you're really interested in everybody's intestinal health yes yeah, very fun. <laughs> well, well no well, well my favorite ones people. my favorite ones are the chocolate covered ones those are the ones you want so oh, yeah okay. yeah they are they are chocolate digestive so and went to the british section of the grocery store and she found some british cookies <laughs> we have these chocolate creams Oh, they bought like bourbons. Are they bourbons? Are they like they're bourbons? Re- rectangular? Are they? Yeah, I think they yes, are. I love those. I yeah, love they're those. Brilliant. They're elite and custard creams. Yes. These are custard creams. Oh, oh custard look at creams. this! Yeah, this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I've got nothing here. Shorties. Oh, a short. Yeah, yeah. We have ginger nuts, and I got. A oh question. my god, I love those! I love those. <laughs> <laughs> there are nuts and ginger nuts. I, I, first of all, I read the ingredients and I was like, there is not one nut found in this entire cookie. And ginger is not a nut, it's a root. So what is a ginger nut? Do you know what, Lou? I actually don't know. It's just always, (laughs) 
I mean, I mean, it was always like the butt of jokes and that sort of thing, wasn't it? Like a ginger nut just for the sake of. But yeah, I, I couldn't tell you why for some reason. I just I just eat them. I just eat them. It's okay. It's okay. We're, we're way more concerned about your turkey twizzlers. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. There. Turkey twizzlers are amazing. No. You should not no. be twisting your meat. Americans don't we twist don't their twist meat around meat. it. Like, we don't do that here. That's not okay. It's yeah, it's like a curly fry, but made of, of turkey, basically. Hold on, Lou. I'm gonna throw something back at them. They're talking about the outrage of Turkey Twizzler. They are from the home of the diving in the grits, the rolling in the grits contest. Oh, yeah, yeah, this is true. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute, yeah. Exactly right. And you know, the um the the record for that was set right before COVID, and that was 60 pounds of grits that this woman got in her clothes. Unbelievable. I, I yeah, just it's, it's unbelievable. As well, I just feel like the cost and expense of practicing that must be nuts. Like imagine if we did it here, we'd do it with beans, probably, wouldn't we? Yeah, baked beans. Oh, yeah, yeah, beans. yeah, yeah. I think that would be that I don't think they practice. I just think they just, it's that one time a year they just, just go, go for, for it. it. <laughs> they probably have a little drink of liquid courage and they dive right in and see what happens. That's the only thing I can think of because I don't know how you would practice that. <laughs> but we mentioned it with Brendan last week. Is grits kind of like a staple? In the South, it definitely yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is in the South. You'd have it with your main meal, right? It's it's a main meal kind of accompaniment. It is. It's, it's really a breakfast Oh, is it? Oh, I know for us, but they do, um, you know, we do have other things like shrimp and grits for dinner and stuff like that. But for us growing up, grits was part of the breakfast meal. And right. we don't believe in putting sugar in grits. That's godlessness. <laughs> we don't do that. No, we don't do that. We don't do Americans that. do it. I mean, I know some Americans do. I don't think Southerners do. I know that they put garlic in there. They put um, cheese in there. I'm a purist. I like butter, salt, and pepper because yeah. the grits are really just the main vehicle to get the butter into my mouth. Right. It's just another <laughs> one more thing you can put butter on. It's just one more thing you can put butter on, and then you yeah. just put it in your mouth. And and if you don't feel like having a, a an American biscuit, not a, an English biscuit, then, you know, if you're not in the mood for a biscuit, then you still need your butter. So you just put it in the grits and you put the grits in your mouth. So you know it still works. You've, you've reminded me, sorry, Lou, I was just going to say, because something I forgot with Brendan, yeah, the biscuit, that confuses me. So it, that isn't like a bread roll, is it? Is it like a, it's almost like, it's is like it a, a scone. scone? Yeah, I think it's biscuit. a scone. So your scones are kind of like, um, a cross for us between a biscuit and a muffin. Okay. 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 Our biscuits have, um, are layer, they're layered, buttery layers of biscuits, but not all of them. So I don't, I mean, it's a, it's a bread. It's definitely a bread mm-hmm. more than it's a, like a scone. I think it's more cookie-ish or cake-ish or I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's probably a little bit cakier than a biscuit. Yeah. But you're just going to have yeah. to come over and try it. You're <laughs> yeah, yeah. come over and have <laughs> definitely, definitely. biscuits and grits with us. You're just going <laughs> to want to drink lots of water and take some sort of blood pressure medication because <laughs> we're probably going to throw a piece of country ham on it, which is nothing but salt. It's just salt. Lots ham of salt. and salt. <laughs> yeah, so have you ever heard of red-eye gravy? No, oh, no, 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 I've never heard of that. Okay, so it's a ham. <laughs> so you take your country ham, and that's not typical, 
like on the street ham. Country ham is definitely, it's not just ham off the street. This is like a real staple in a Southern house, but it's very, very salty. And you take that and you fry that in, of course, butter. And then you take your ham out into those, what we call drippings. I don't know what you would call those over there, but it's the stuff left in the pan. You add strong black coffee. And oh, then wow. it makes a, it's called red eye gravy. Cause, and I used to think it's cause it was red, but I thought all the people that made it for me didn't get it right. Cause it was never red. It's like a really dark Brown <laughs> and it's it red eye gravy to wake you up. Right? Yes. I have heard of it now. That's yes. I have. Yes. You've reminded me now. I, yeah. I oh, pardon me. Excuse <laughs> oh, me yeah. please. I don't know a refill. I, I love that. Look at that. I love how the, the pinky finger's coming up as yeah. well for anybody listening to this. It's amazing. You, you haven't lived, I think, unless you've drunk alcohol out of a teapot. This is superb. <laughs> do, do you know what the funny thing is as well? It's like, that's not the strangest thing that I've seen people drink stuff out of. So when you go to university here, obviously drinking culture is just a big thing. Really, you don't go to university here to study. You go to drink. That's yeah. just what you do. Yeah. Um, and people will just find any way to not use a glass because glasses get lost somehow at university. So you see people drinking from plastic cups, like some Tupperware or something like that. It's like those plastic containers. Anything they can find to drink out of, they will. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So Anne and I took an improv class. If you can imagine, those poor people will never be the same. <laughs> we took it together. <laughs> And the night we had to perform, we had like a little recital at the end, which was completely unnerving because I didn't sign up for that. I signed up to just go have some fun and then walk away. But they wanted us to perform. So that night, Anne and I felt like we couldn't do that without a little bit of liquid courage. So Anne put into her Tupperware containers some bourbon. <laughs> we were sitting in the parking lot drinking bourbon out of the Tupperware containers before we went Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, you know what? Funnily enough, along the theme of sneaking alcohol, I saw someone on TikTok who was, um, I say, a Capri Sun, I think is the way that you would say it. Uh, Capri. <laughs> Capri Sun. And... We, we listened to y'all say Capri Sun, and we were, <laughs> we were, like, we were rolling on the that? floor. I was like, what is a Capri Sun? And then I thought, so I thought it was like a man named Capri and had a son. <laughs> like, oh, my God. What? But then, no, it was a Capri Sun. So, yeah, you're doing good. See, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Wasn't it last week there. where I had the issue with ranch dressing? Oh yeah, ranch. Um, ranch. It's ranch, ranch. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, <laughs> and what they did is they'd sliced the top of the um, Capri Sun off and they'd filled it with rum and then put an iron over it and ironed it together so that it was completely okay. sealed. I was like, that's amazing. You're going to a concert or something. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> wow. I love that idea. I do too. I would, I would not put any Capri Sun in there because I think that's horrible tasting stuff. Right. Now you empty the just completely <laughs> you get the you just have like what's left in the lining as like a little spritz. Exactly. Right. I the, like ca- that. the capacity for the human brain to to <laughs> do things that you shouldn't do is is yeah. un- unrivaled. There was um there was stories from years ago the the soccer fans, the football fans over in on the continent would always be trying to sneak in fireworks or firecrackers and things like that. Oh, they were gosh. illegal. So what they were doing because they'd be searched at the gate. They would put them into sandwiches. They would make sandwiches and put like the, the firecrackers in the bread. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and and that's the thing. It's like just people. That's were, crazy. Yeah. You, you probably put someone at a desk to do a day's work and they probably just do about 60, 70%. But you say to them, you can't bring this drink in. And they will, they will work overtime to work out how they're going to get that drink <laughs> yeah. in. 
So over here, um, we have bracelets for women that look like a really pretty gold bracelet, and then there's a jewel on the top. But if you unscrew that jewel, the whole thing is hollow, and you can just drink right out of it. It's amazing. <laughs> they need like a male equivalent that looks like a watch or something. Exactly. I feel like, yeah, yeah, I feel like I'd buy into that as well. Yeah, but yeah. We, you'd have about 10 watches on your wrist. And yeah. not <laughs> well, all the batteries are dead. I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Different time zones. Uh, yeah, this is, this is Eastern time. This is uh, Pacific time. <laughs> That's so funny. So, do you want to perform? Oh, God. We have you a do. performance we for you guys, real quick. Oh, I've, oh, go for it. Let's hear it. Get this, get this going for you, real quick. Because um, Do you have the music? Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, we, yeah. We, have we have a little, a little ditty. We have a little ditty for y'all. I feel embarrassed. We're just trying to make y'all proud. We want y'all to be our friends forever. <laughs> ready? Yeah, ready. Make sure it's loud. Here we go. Not yet. Oh, not yet. <laughs> I didn't oh, wait. Not yet. Nope, not yet. Okay. Ready? Ready? Oh, God save our gracious queen. Long live our noble queen. God save the queen. Send her victorious, happy and glorious. Long to reign over us. God save the Bravo, bravo. <laughs> right, Lou, you, you, you prepared the American one, right, Lou? That's yeah. the... <laughs> <laughs> like frantically Googling. You know what? That, 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 also that was really good. That's that, cool. that was brilliant. <laughs> that also brings up a really good point because we were talking last week about like some food stereotypes, but this is different because this was National Anthem. One thing yeah. that I feel like you see on TV all the time is if there's anything that's in a school, it's always kids lined up to a flag in the morning, national anthem. Is that really what happens every kind of morning in schools or is that just televised? Not anymore. It used to. When we were growing up, yes. Every Absolutely. morning you stood, you said the Pledge of Allegiance, and then you sang the national anthem. And you faced the flag wherever it was hanging in your classroom with your hand over your heart, and you that's what you did. But they don't do that anymore. It's too much controversy. So they don't, they don't do it. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And at our school, we went to a private school and we actually had a daily devotional, like a prayer that was said over the intercom system. Lord knows we needed it. You know, they actually (laughs) let me say some of that. I know. That was crazy. Like, what were they thinking? They let me do the daily devotional. (laughs) Like, come on, guys. I don't believe any of this stuff. (laughs) But when you're at school, it's a good thing. They, they were bound to let you do it. You were only one that wasn't a murderer. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, very true. And they knew I probably had the propensity to become one, so they wanted to be nice to me. Maybe we can save her. <laughs> <laughs> or just save themselves. I think they were just trying to save themselves. So, yeah. But um, I think there's some schools that probably still do it, maybe somewhere, but most of them, no, not anymore. They, it's too much controversy over our national anthem. Yeah. We've got a lot of controversy there, so yeah, because we I don't we've know how never y'all get away that. with it. <laughs> we don't know how y'all get away with half the stuff that y'all get away with over there. <laughs> well, no, but that's the thing, and and you know, Lou, that's a good point because we we've never have done it over here that 
not the American anthem, the the British one. Uh, we've never we've never kind of done that, and we've always looked at that. And 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 I think the reaction has either been, "Oh my God, why are they doing that?" or, "Oh look, you know, they must be really proud of, of their country." And and so it does. It, it's always seemed slightly odd is probably the wrong word, but unusual that that happened. But the thing is as well, I think if you put it in a different context, like I went to a, a Catholic school when I was from the ages of what, 11 to 18. And we used to have like a daily school prayer that you'd say. Yeah. So in the same context, it's kind of like that. But obviously it was just religion based as opposed to kind of anything that was like nationality wise, if that makes sense. But I guess it's the same kind of principle and context really, isn't it? I think so. I think it was um, trying to just maybe deliver a certain message of being a good citizen just reminding people be a good citizen maybe it was just they should have just started out with said listen good morning don't murder yeah they should just say that every day like in kindergarten like do like, your just, do your best and do try, your best. try really hard not to murder and that, <laughs> yeah. you do that and you're on your way yeah and then we'll consider you a good citizen maybe we should start a school i think we should start a school. yeah we yeah but start. you have to remember if everybody lived by that message it'd just be sugar-coated yeah. That's true. We would have nothing yeah. to talk about. No, would I would love the sugar-coated. I would love that. I know you would. But, but I mean, the people out there are scary. The, there are people out there doing horrible things to yeah. each other. It's scary. Actually, do you know what? There is nothing truer said on this podcast. People out there are scary. I think that's yeah, true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Every time we go anywhere, we're like, why do we come out into the public? We don't like people. <laughs> <laughs> they scare us. We don't like them. Actually, on that. Have there been any cases you've covered that have really stayed with you um, more I think, than others? I think so. I think so. I think anytime, for me, anytime you cover a serial killer, it really sticks with me because the victims are so random, yet they're hunted. And I, it really, to me, it's something very disturbing about unknowingly being hunted. Yeah, yeah. By a, a, a person who is just diabolical who has and they just get their jollies i mean it's one thing not one thing it's never an excuse okay let me preface this don't murder okay don't there's <laughs> never yeah, i'm gonna need a little more, more. <laughs> <laughs> more thank you and so i think that um i think that it's one thing to have a crime of passion or when like a husband and a wife and they hate each other and one kills the other one for life insurance. I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm saying it's a different breed of person than somebody that singles out another person that they don't even know and they hunt them because of some quality that they see in them that the other person has no clue. That to me is so creepy yeah it is very that's creepy. a big creepy factory and, and so do you know what factory. you that's a creepy factory that, right yeah, there. A creepy, creepy factory. factory that's what america is right now <laughs> and and on your current i think it's your current podcast you said something that i hadn't even thought of before and it was you talk about serial killers and you say that you don't like them as well because often they are the, the victims of a serial killer often aren't mentioned or they're almost secondary yes. to they're, they're almost glamorized for want of a better word yes. If a it is right. yes and that's one thing that when we started this podcast that we made an agreement that we would never ever try to glamorize the act of murder in any way and i think that's one of the reasons that we stay away from these high profile cases because it becomes this media circus about the person that did it and not about the victims and not just the victims but we've seen um, the generational 
ripple that it that it causes the murder isn't just about the one victim there's so many victims when there's just one person killed the victims are their families their friends mm. their co-workers their town and it's generations and it's a generational thing yeah. that ripple goes effect. on through their gen their generations of those people mm. and i think um i mean i think that we're living proof of that yeah. for sure because you know, one murder in our town and it just, it sent a ripple effect. And so I, I think that that's one of the reasons that we really don't like serial killers. I mean, that, no. we don't like them because they kill, but we really don't like them because they get a lot of attention. And I don't, we don't like that. That's why we include the name of our victims and not the name of our killers yeah. and our yeah. titles yeah. most of the time. I mean, like Anne just covered in our 101 yeah, episode, the, yeah. Yeah, the serial killer, the dating game serial killer but there were 200 victims and we couldn't list them all wow. because oh, apple won't let us list all of them so we just put him in there as part of the title but normally it's the victim's last name that we put in there as part of the title right and and as i was going to say as the dan of your podcast the, the lighter side of the baker is there one that particularly kind of affected you or, or stuck with you in terms of oh yeah there are a couple one of them uh we covered well two of them that we covered here that were in the charleston area one of them was a woman who was going through a really bad divorce and her parents had come and stayed with her um her husband she had a restraining order against her husband and he broke into their house and killed her mother because the, the lady was out, but the mother, visiting mother was sleeping in her bedroom. So he thought he was killing his ex-wife, but he killed his mother-in-law. And then he escaped and police came in and searched the whole house. Um, the family went into like protective custody and the police were supposed to really do a once over on the house to make sure it was safe for them to go back in. They gave them the all clear. They had the mother's funeral. The family goes back. They're sitting in the kitchen after the funeral talking about everything that's happened. And this jerk had been hiding in the freaking attic under the insulation wow. and shot her through the vent in the ceiling above Jeez. the kitchen table. Wow. I'm getting chills just talking about yeah. that one. That, okay. that is so unsettling. Yeah. <laughs> well, the fact that he had lived there for three days. Three days. And you know yeah. what? That man had pooped and peed in that attic. And you know he did because he was oh. up there for three days. He had yeah. food with him. That's gross. Sorry, moms. Sorry, yeah. moms. <laughs> I know, but that's in, in England. It's improper to talk about bathroom yeah. things. Right. I'm yeah. just saying he had bathroom issues <laughs> up in that. In that and like that's not only is it scary, but it's really gross. Yes. Yeah, but yeah. the police didn't check the attic. A, a, one wow, of the police wow. officers stuck his head up, looked around and said, oh, he's he's not going to be in the attic. But he sure was. Under the insulation, too. I mean, that's really a commitment right. because that's itchy. It yeah, yeah, yeah. Three yeah. days. So yeah. that one was unsettling. And then we had another one that we covered where a woman, she was a French teacher for a private school here. She had been dating a gentleman and they broke it off. Um and went their separate ways. And somehow his son became obsessed, fascinated with this woman and wanted to be her, wanted to go through the whole sex change process and everything, but take over her identity. And he murdered her, but he had all of his, like he took over her, he changed his driver's license um, to her address. He got his mail forwarded there. He was having his 
hormone therapy drugs shipped to her house. I mean, he murdered her and then took over her, her home before like anybody figured out. Like he was wearing her clothes and everything. Oh, it, that was... Ooh. I don't like that. Yeah, that, that. That kind of is like real life Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw Massacre yes. kind of like levels. That yes. is, that is, that's yeah. horror movie level. Right. And scary, speaking that of is. horror movies, guys, just so you know, Ann and I are the biggest chickens. Oh, God. No, we don't watch <laughs> horror movies. No. We don't watch that scary stuff. No. No. But you do we're, this kind of scared. podcast. That's... <laughs> No, we don't. Oh, we we don't. don't. That's why I don't like to watch the ID Discovery stuff. It's too scary. Yeah. They're not too scary for me. I can't watch it at night. And I can uh, watch right, it yeah. when the sun's up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can't remember what um, what podcast we'd done where I turned around and said, I need to go and watch some Kevin Hart because he's, I think, yeah. the only person that's going to make me settled before I go to bed now. Well, <laughs> well we have... Yeah, um... I do a lot of cleansing with friends, old reruns of friends. That's what <laughs> yeah. cleansing Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> I, you know what? Again, leading me on something, you, we cannot tell you, there's a channel that just plays friends all day here, yeah, every yeah. day for the last 20 years. It's amazing. And that's always good for a laugh and keeping your chilled yeah, out as well. Yes. <laughs> but but yes, this whole thing about... As as a kid, I remember there was this program called um, Crime Watch, and it would basically it was half hour, it was once a week, and it would profile some current crimes that, that, that basically they were trying to catch certain criminals. So they would do reconstructions of crimes and say, and and at the end they would always say, "Don't have nightmares." And me as a kid, I'm just sitting there shaking at the TV, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, that, "Don't yeah. have nightmares." Yeah, don't, that, that's, yeah, that's how they finished it. Was don't have nightmares. It's like, yeah, thank you. Okay, yeah, you, know you won't. Thanks for reminding me. They always used to put like those police computer generated images or like the drawings up as well, and you'd be like, "I swear, I've seen that man in my area." Yeah, say you're like, "Oh, is that him? Is that him? Is that him?" Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we've got one um, called. Um, what's the John Walsh one? Oh, right. America's Most Wanted. Yeah, or America's Most Wanted. That, and that's kind of the same thing. They profile these high profile killers that are on like the FBI's most wanted list and things like that. And it's, it's scary to think, oh my gosh, that part. And they've caught a lot of them because of neighbors that have called and said, hey, that, that guy's my neighbor. Oh God. So... <laughs> Well, you know what as well, talking about Crime Watch, because it's just reminded me, I would probably say one of the most famous unsolved murders in this country was probably Jill Dando. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she actually was a host of Crime Watch. Um, no and way. she was shot on her doorstep. Wasn't she? She was shot on her doorstep. Yeah. Unknown assailant, um, completely and still unsolved. Now, I think someone ended up going to prison yeah. um, and then was released because there wasn't enough evidence to charge him. But again, wow. the kind of conspiracy theories rumoured around as to whether or not it was linked based on the show that she did, um, whether or not it was linked to organised crime, that sort of thing. Really, really strange case. And again, no, nothing ever came from yeah, it because it's I still think unsolved the, now. Yeah, I think the guy oh, won his appeal, yeah. Yeah, there, there you go. As, as Americans, we will dedicate ourselves <laughs> no, to solving it. We're not. We're not doing that. No. <laughs> we're good. We're not I'll involved. It. Well, you and me will solve it. These yeah. two solve make cupcakes, and you'll yeah. see how we solve this case. But do you, do you think that's why? And you know, and 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 I love what what I like is I do love the idea of. The, the solving of the crime, the, the people behind that, the, the thought and the, the processes that go into solving the crime. Um, and do you think that's why kind of true crime is so popular and sought after? Because there's two elements there. There's the, like you said, people who on the face of it are 
you know, they're your friend, they're your next door neighbor, they're the person that works in the chemist down the road. But then on the other hand, they are these psychos and you don't know. And then on the flip side, you've got the whole to catch a killer kind of thing. Is that what you think is crime is so popular? It's fascinating. It is. Yeah, it is. Especially now with all of the genealogy that's come out, it is fascinating to watch um, detectives and investigators solve these crimes where I know there have been a couple of cases where they've had botanists come in and look at the way plants grow um, to, to figure out what happened in a crime. I mean, that is mind blowing to me. Yeah, yeah. If you can look at the way a plant is growing in a crime scene and say, okay, well, this is probably where the body is. That's how they found the body in one of the cases from our hometown. They couldn't find it. The murderer kept saying, it's here, it's here. And it wasn't, it wasn't where he said, but it was so many feet over and they, they pulled, um, was he from the animal farm? The body farm. The body so there's farm. a place in Tennessee called the body farm. Have you ever heard of it? No. It's fascinating. <laughs> you can read books about it. It's a true place. And it's a place where they lay out actual bodies all over the property. And, um, and they study decom- decomposition out in the elements. Right. So uh, it okay, is an okay. actual body farm, and wow. that's what they do: is they study the the bugs that come and the and the stages that those different bugs come in from decomposition, and what snow does to a body, what rain, sun, what halfway burying a body does, and it's fascinating. It's a real place, and they they called the guy from Tennessee that started the body farm. And they had him come to our, or talk to the detective in our hometown to say, this is what you need to do. You need to go to your local college. You need to get a botany professor and and tell him he needs to look at the growth because the growth was disturbed. And so even after two years, there's going to be a stunted growth among the plants and you're going to have to get down there on eye level, but you'll find it. And that's exactly how they were able to find it. Isn't that fascinating? It really is amazing. Yeah. And then don't even, we've got a genealogist over here. Um, her name is Cece Moore, and she is doing the most incredible, it's almost like reverse genealogy where she can, if you, let's say you decide to do one of the DNA tests and put it online, your results online to see if you can connect with family. A lot of cases have been solved that way because a family member of a killer has put their DNA results out there and matched up to something and the the um, scientists will come in and they'll do the genealogy for this killer based on the DNA results. And they're like, oh my God, the killer is in this family. And they solve it that way. Fascinating. Yeah. And they'll do that like after 50 some years of an unsolved case. And, you know, now- Cases are getting solved left and right over here with that And now when you're arrested, you have to, they, they make you give your- DNA when you're arrested for a crime. So they've really built this database that's just enormous and still growing, unfortunately, because we have so many criminals. We really, there's so many. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's scary just to go outside. That's why I like to be in my happy spot, which is in my kitchen (laughs) and my bake. And oftentimes Karen will call, we live in the same um, building, a couple of floors apart from each other. And she'll call and say, you got anything up there to eat? I'm like, I'll girl. say, I'll text and say, I know you're baking up there. What do you have? I'm on the way. Well, people don't need to go outside. They've got this podcast. So there you go. And get your dose of horrible people without ever setting foot outside. <laughs> exactly. 
can I just say as well, I feel like for the last two minutes, the serial killers that are listening to this have just gone, right, don't bury bodies <laughs> under plants, um, don't submit to ancestry DNA. Um, <laughs> I let my whole family know. I got my DNA test done and I said to all of them, you better watch out because I'm uploading it online and I'll... And if there's a killer amongst us, you're going down. <laughs> but that, that is a good point. Now, uh, and, you know, uh, okay, a lot of it is in TV shows, which I'm sure is a little bit exaggerated. But then there are the true life programs that, you know, I watch. And and it is, like you said, the, the crimes of passions and things like that, you can appreciate they're going to get caught because there, there's no thought there. It's just in the heat at the moment. But They're really stupid. Yeah, but then the people <laughs> the people that are actually trying to get into the mind of the police and say, right, how can I? They're almost, well, they are more twisted, but there's always something they're not going to think of or they, that they don't know about or something that's going to happen at the scene, like you said about the plants or whatever. I mean, yeah. you can't, you know. We can't it, think of everything. And I think the, the thing that fascinates me is that Science has caught up with all these dumbbells. So, you know, when you committed a crime in the 70s, it was you thought, oh, I'll get away with this. You had no idea in 2022 they're going to come knocking at your door because Aunt Mabel uh, did her DNA test and put it online. Uh, we're loading our prisons up with 70 and 80 year old. Yeah. Yeah. Really? yeah. And so really? they come and get you. Yep. Yeah. They come and get you. And I, I love it. I just think that to me is I mean, that's when the, the good guy really does win and the bad guy's going down. Right. Well, wasn't who? Now, you're going to have to forgive me because I know that I've seen the story somewhere and I can't, there's, there's a lot of serial killers that are American that we see <laughs> in popular culture here. But who was the one who was caught in the last few years? He's about 80 odd now. And didn't oh, yeah, the police catch him because the they Green took- River killer. That's the, yeah, yeah. Because we saw stories about how the police had taken DNA samples like discreetly um, yeah. and then matched them up to what they'd had from from the time. And again, it's like what you'd said. You've, you've got like 80 year old guys going away all of a sudden for murders that were committed bye 30, bye. 30 years ago. Bye bye. <laughs> Sorry about your luck, but I don't cross them at all. I'm thinking, you know what? You you escaped and, and you lived your life that you did not deserve to live for all these years. Bye bye. See you later. <laughs> did you say? you had a food-based crime that you were we gonna do. We, we, we do okay i'm gonna excuse me please i need another spot of tea oh my lord what are your very small teacups like who can drink a bloody mary out of this little thing <laughs> they, they've bought booze in a teapot they've bought biscuits english biscuits they've bought the anthem and now they've bought a food-based crime i mean they're, they're upstaging us on our podcast <laughs> can, I just, can i just ask as well do you know where you've bought like the english biscuits like your bourbons and that sort of thing are they expensive uh no i didn't find them to be outrageously expensive she didn't ask me to pay for half so it must not have been <laughs> because we we have like american sections in our supermarkets don't we but everything is extortionately yeah. expensive yeah. like we were talking about like a box of twinkies and that works out at probably like six or seven pounds and that's We've probably like what, ten dollars we're sending them a case of Twinkies. Yeah, listen, people, <laughs> people think milk duds. Yeah, we did. Oh, milk duds. I love the milk duds. Oh, my word. I love them so I can't much. Eat those. They make me drool. Right? <laughs> <laughs> they too much sticky stuff at one time and I drool and I'm not allowed to eat them. So yeah. I'll send you mine. Yeah. Yes, milk duds. And these are very good biscuits. I made. I made a delightful biscuit. Uh, I'm not dunking it, though, in my Bloody Mary. No. That's why I'm going to have to draw the line. <laughs> so I came up with I didn't want anything gory because I didn't want your listeners to be completely undone by the Americans <laughs> drinking Bloody Marys out of the teapot singing oh, to the queen. Love. So I looked into 
the great maple syrup heist. Y'all ever heard of that? It happened in 2011 and 2012 in Quebec. That's just quite recent. Oh, Canada. <laughs> These two are great, aren't they, Lou? This is amazing. <laughs> Unfortunately, we wanted to be singers in our past life, but it didn't work out. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't either. You know what? This may be the beginning of something special. I think this is a new podcast. <laughs> Elton John, if you're listening, here we go. Is he along? Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Never you need a, you need a TV show. You you need a TV show. This is if anyone's watching. You need a TV show. If you think you're the first person that ever told us that, are you kidding me? Listen, no, we gotta make it happen. Yourself. We gotta make it happen. We'll be your British correspondents. There you go. <laughs> That's perfect. All right. So let me tell you about this heist. This this doesn't sound like that big of a deal, but it was huge. I'm surprised you didn't hear about it in 2011 and 2012. What were you doing with your life? <laughs> First off, are you aware that Quebec makes 72% of the world's syrup? Wow. I had no idea. 72%. And are you aware that syrup is valued at just over $1,300 a barrel? <gasps> what? A a a barrel crude oil right now in 2022 is a little over $106 a barrel. Wait a wow. minute. Are we wow. having the same barrel size? Yes. <laughs> we need Barrels. to start stocking maple syrup. We don't I have know, it. We're, we're just in the wrong games, like liquid gold, isn't it? <laughs> well, I guess over there in Canada, they've got this whole big council of people that mm. oversees the the quant the quality of syrup. Oh. You're, you're very crumbly. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're very crumbly. It's just not crumbly. <laughs> yeah, that, no, that's 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 proper British as well. Because what yeah. you do is you have to lift your t-shirt and make sure you get all the crumbs from the t-shirt. That's just that, honestly, that's just what you do. Walk over to the kitchen sink and just shake your shirt. <laughs> over it. Not be lifting any shirts. No, we're not lifting shirts. <laughs> okay, back to the heist. At some point during the summer of 2012, there was an inspector. Like they have these huge warehouses of all of this syrup. Syrup people get their syrup and they put it in barrels and it goes to this place. And then inspectors come in to make sure. It's the right quality of syrup for them to sell. So this inspector goes into this warehouse and he's climbing up to test these barrels and he almost loses his balance. Well, you can imagine how much a barrel of syrup must weigh. It's heavy. It's thick and sticky and heavy. So probably 600 pounds worth of syrup. He He should have been steady. You know, he shouldn't yeah, have been yeah, wobbling. Yeah. So he starts opening the barrels up and he finds some of them are empty and the others are filled with water. Oh, wow. Water. water. Somebody <laughs> has stolen five, water. 500 water. and four. Water. water, you say? Water. Water, water. water. <laughs> water. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Somebody had stolen 540,000 of syrup. How many barrels was that? And how do you steal oh, syrup? Hang it's on a minute. Hang on a minute. Quite sticky, minute. right? <laughs> right. I'm hoping. I'm hoping that when they reported this in the papers, if they didn't go with the headline "Sticky Bandits," I don't know. <laughs> what, I don't know that if they didn't have "Sticky Bandits" on the newspaper somewhere, that 
Ostrich. Ostrich is sticky situation. Yeah, that's it. Sticky situation has to be. <laughs> so, as you can imagine, back in 2011 and 2012, for whatever reason, the Canadians didn't have any security cameras in their facilities. Oh, where they Canada. Have this very important product. <laughs> oh, Canada. I think that's where it comes from. I think so. <laughs> so they called in the Canadian Mounties. Oh, the Mounted Police. <laughs> Here we come. Oh, oh, I was going to tell you the street value. I'm going to oh. tell you the street value yeah, yeah. of 540 <laughs> gallons. Please do. The street value is $13.4 million. Good Lord. A shady character on the corner of the street at night. Right? Have you got? Have you got my stuff? What? No, not the heroin. The maple syrup. <laughs> Who knew? I had no idea. I didn't either. It was so valuable. It turns out what we have on our shelves over here that um, Mrs. Butterworth. Oh, that's not syrup. It's not syrup. It's like zero percent syrup. <laughs> We're not getting syrup in our syrup in the states. No, we don't put syrup in our syrup here. We no. don't. Whereas against, we get chemicals. That's right. I've now, I've now got image. Do you remember in every crime show of like the seventies, eighties, when they found like drugs, they would have to put their finger in it and rub it on their teeth. I've now got image of the police finding this syrup somewhere and rubbing it on. Yeah, yeah, that's that's real. Syrup. <laughs> That's right. The Royal Mounties, the Quebec police, and they even called in the U.S. Customs folks to help them try and figure out where the hell, heck, hell, where the heck, <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. Where you have sworn. But Lord, we're explicit. It's fine. We, 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 we tag ourselves as explicit. Don't worry. Fill your boots. Oh, <laughs> well, if you didn't before, you will today. <laughs> so... There's this big mystery of where the syrup went because you know it's not easy just to walk off with yeah where do you put that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's not something you can hide up under your shirt. Just walk away with it. But they didn't take the barrels. Yeah, they just took what? The syrup. Oh yeah, because they left water. <laughs> I've, I've just got a feeling that like 50 years time it's going to be like some Heisenberg situation where someone right. takes a shovel out to the middle of nowhere and digs up like 80,000 litres worth of maple syrup what would they put it in you, I guess they fill up a pool with it yeah. but I mean what are you going to drive your fish rock I don't know I don't know Oh my gosh. So they eventually were able to figure out what happened to the syrup by going out on the black market because these thieves were selling the syrup on the black market. Which is why we don't have that in America today. Thanks, Canadians. Black market? No, because they took the syrup and it was on the black market and Americans couldn't buy it. And then they're like, fine, we'll just make our own with some chemicals and, and sugar. Oh, we have it here. Oh, I know. I've had Trader Joe's but has it. If you want to pay $15 a bottle for which syrup, I, which I have, <laughs> that's because it had silly. bourbon in it. And that was pop dollar, and I didn't care. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Okay, so it turns out they did, but there was a gang of men, and they would sneak to the facility and, and use these long tubes and siphon the gallons of syrup out into a like a gasoline truck oh god uh, petrol petrol Petro that's petrol. it yeah, yeah that's the one <laughs> yes and they caught four of them 
there's still some on the land? Yes, there's still still some on the land, but the Look, biggest that's me and you, baby. We're solving this. <laughs> <laughs> but in March of this year, the Canadian Supreme Court um, ordered the convicted ringleader to pay a fine of nine million Canadian dollars, which is seven point two million American. Oh, dollars. they should just give him the firing squad. <laughs> oh God! Yes, we have a convict. We, yeah. we have a convict here who's on death row, and we're out of the the mix for the lethal injection. We we can't get those chemicals in because it's a supply chain issue over here. Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. Wow. wow. So he got to choose: Do you want electric chair or firing squad? <laughs> so we're going to kill you anyway. We're not going to stay your execution. We're still going to kill you, but now you get to choose. You get a choice. No more lethal injection. Here's a brochure. Have a look. He chose the firing squad, and where are they going to do this? I don't even know. I'm going to have to find out where they're doing oh, it. Now. There's a there's a firing squad place at the prison. Maybe they'll do it like at the Citadel. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'd buy a ticket for that. Actually, oh, on firing you. squad, I'm sure, I don't know if it's one of these like sort of urban legends, but a lot of them are filled with blanks because they don't want the person yes. to know who's killed them. Is that yeah, true? Right. Then it one is? person, one person has the real shot, and everybody else has blanks, but nobody knows. Right. Okay, they don't want okay. that person to feel guilty. Yeah. Yeah. For being part yeah. of a firing squad. <laughs> well, yeah, can yeah. you imagine a serial killer would volunteer for that job? Well, yeah, like, actually, yeah. The firing squad yeah, every yeah. time, and then they'll, you know, they'll just get their jollies. So anyway, this guy, this main ringleader dude, that's paid seven point nine million dollars. He he only got eight years in prison. That's it. To take that much syrup, they didn't get any of the syrup back. I mean, I'm just gonna say, oh, Canada, he's, uh, he's messed up. up. Sweet deal, eight years. Sweet deal. <laughs> <laughs> That's the book. That's the book. <laughs> can, can I just say as well? I'd love to see the statistic on this. Did you say 2011? It was. Yes. I love. I love how there's probably a statistic that's like between 2011 and 2016, 90 percent of Canadian pancakes had stolen syrup on them. Yeah. yeah. <gasps> <laughs> legal black market syrup Do you know what i was thinking there lou they were saying they should have given him the firing squad whereas we have murderers and stuff over here that get less than eight years Do you know <laughs> yeah, I mean? so i want to give a, a yeah, syrup yeah. stealer oh, that's bad. yeah we've done some crimes over there in england you oh, did yeah. one i've done a couple of really fun ones what was that one the Sisters, sisters. Hold on, yeah. hold on, hold on, Anne. When you said she's done a couple of crimes over in England, what do you mean? Oh, yeah. What do you mean? Well, they spend the queen yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to let that slip out. I'll, I'll, I'll put the phone down then. I was, I was literally on the phone to the constabulary. Hello, Scotland Yard. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only reward that alcohol <laughs> it's kicked in right now the, now we can press record now <laughs> oh god! oh my god well that's all i have to say about the about the great i think it's actually made me love canada that uh, the, <laughs> one of the biggest crimes there is about maple syrup gone st- yes, <laughs> stealing and like the ringleader of a gang I, th- I think it's brilliant. I, th- I think it's made me no. love Canada now. I'm just no, more surprised at how expensive syrup is because to me, I'm just like, you know what? And and the thing is as well, like comparatively to stealing gold or diamonds, probably going to get more prison time for 
that and stealing <laughs> syrup. But when you first said it, I was just like, is this like a, a rival syrup manufacturer that's stolen? It's like corporate espionage or something like that. That's what I immediately thought. Because it's all still gone. So was, was it just another syrup company stealing syrup to sell as their own? No. Evidently not. They were just selling they market. were stealing it and selling it on the black market. I was yeah. all I had in my head was how did they take it? I was thinking like, you know, in Shawshank Redemption, was he were they putting it in their pockets as they were leaving so you get like a spoonful <laughs> a day? Yeah, no. <laughs> no, it went into a and it went to a petrol truck. But I they mean, probably I had they like that out real good before they used it. That yeah, did they like bottle it up and put labels yeah. on it and that sort of oh, thing? Man. That'd be amazing. Oh, what wow. an operation. What but operation. nobody's going to stop that truck because it says flammable, stay away five, 500 feet. And right. they're like, well, we can't get near that. Mm-mm. So, yeah, that was brilliant. 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 <laughs> that's, really, yeah, that's a really interesting one. I'm, no, I'm going to have to look that up now. <laughs> oh, you're going to love it. Curious minds. And that's not a crime that's going to keep you up at night. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's actually that's actually quite wholesome, to be fair. Yeah, I, I don't mind I, that much. I tried to find something that would not. There were some with people putting arsenic in cheesecakes and serving no, it at dinner parties. And... <laughs> well, I thought you were going to say, when you said they opened up the barrels, I thought you were going to say they, were, they found people in their bodies. That's oh, what I thought. Yeah. You see where the mind goes. I've listened to your podcast. Right. We, did cover, we did cover one murder where the, the lady was in a barrel. Yeah, and we covered the guy, in, you covered the guy in Canada that was putting the body parts in the flower pots. Yes. He was a, he was a horticulturist. Like a, he would do flower pots for people, landscaping and stuff. And he was put in their very expensive pots. He was putting the body parts of the people he had killed. So they, when wow. they were doing all of this searching <laughs> for the bodies, they were having to dig up all these expensive pots of flowers and they were finding fingers and toes and feet Jeez, oh. in the bottom of these pots. If you're out there one Sunday morning watering your plant and all of a sudden five toes appear like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, bloody hell. <laughs> in terms of like the exposure as well that you get, so for instance, I think that here we have a lot of exposure to American like criminality, serial killers, that sort of thing. Because I think we see a lot of film, TV shows that are all based. Do you get anything that's about British killers or if you do you get any instances of British crime that's particularly publicised in America? Or is it more Hello. so? We've covered some British crime. We've what? definitely covered some stuff. Over in the UK, there was one that I covered that was in Ireland, that was in Dublin on St. Patrick's Day, which was hysterical because it was like an alcohol-fueled murder. It was, it was crazy. Would be. <laughs> <laughs> that was the scissor. That was the was scissor, scissor sisters. sisters. No, that there was, was a ripper guy that you did. I did a ripper guy. Over- he was like short or something. Was there something with his stature? I thought. I was don't the know. scissor sisters the one where they cut the guy up in like the bath? Because yes. he beat and was, did he try and attack um, both yes. of the women? Yeah. Oh, that was horrific <laughs> what they did. Yeah. <laughs> mom and he yeah. got into an argument with one of the sisters and they were all together they'd been drinking all day and yeah. they killed him and then the mom made them chop him up in the bathtub and um they put him they put him the first thing they did was they put put part of his body in um like on a they they sunk it in a like a channel i don't know what you call it over a there channel. a, a channel. channel like water yeah. and it came floating up and one of the guys that he, he knew recognized his sock. <laughs> hey, that's my mate's sock. Yeah, but you know what? They had put his willy somewhere else. They never oh, did find the willy. We're not talking about willies. I said willy. <laughs> <laughs> listen, if we can talk about a turkey twizzler, we can talk about a willy. No, I, turkey, <laughs> that's a genuine thing. A turkey <laughs> is a part, turkey per, pork fat. 
anyway, <laughs> they took his head in a duffel bag and they were going to bury it somewhere in a field, but they went shopping for it. <laughs> <laughs> around a duffel bag with a head in it. They needed to go shopping first at some open air like, place where like they bought jewelry. Like it wasn't like groceries. They weren't in need of groceries. They they bought jewelry and then they took him out to a field and buried him. And then one of the sisters lost her mind and went out and dug him up, put him in her son's book bag. I mean, <laughs> talk about mother of the year and then took him to another place and couldn't get him buried all the way. So she was trying to chisel his head apart with the, like the whole thing just went awry. The whole thing. They just did not do a good job. No. I think but in the lead up, there was like lots of drugs out. and stuff involved as well. Yeah, there were drugs. some draws. Yeah, yeah. Loads of alcohol. It's just it's a just... family night party on St. Patrick's Day. It was, I was like, this is how they do it in Dublin. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. So we've taken their murders are a little crazy. We've taken them off our list of places we'd like to go. Yeah. See, and we're, we're trying not to do a lot of British ones because if we find too many that are disturbing, we won't come over there. <laughs> I think the thing is over here. The disturbing ones stand out because we tend not to have too many of them, really. I, yeah. I think. Oh, way to brag, Dan! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you have rippers. Yeah, y'all have rippers. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, there's a lot of rippers. Yorkshire Ripper, Jack the Ripper. <laughs> oh, I the Yorkshire, Yorkshire Ripper. Yeah. Yes, because he actually came over to America for a while. Yes, and he stayed in that haunted hotel. Oh, right, right. Yeah, so he, he was ripping over there and then came ripping over here. That's not okay. No, you keep your rippers to yourselves. <laughs> yeah, really, in terms of true crimes, recently, in, well, well, I mean, in, in, in terms of ones that would be like featured like that, we had a doctor a few years ago, didn't he? He was found convicted of killing a load of his patients. Uh, Harold oh, Shipman. Wow. Harold Shipman, yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. that was... Did we yeah. Know? He's in our ser- serial killer book. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. For, for my birthday, my children gave me an encyclopedia of serial killers. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> I was just reading about him the other day. <laughs> and Anne's been just like reading oh, it. Go, she yeah. won't watch it on TV, but she'll flip through that encyclopedia. But he has, he holds the record for the most killers. Oh, does he? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I think that. he's actually, I think confirmed was about 200, but it's rumored to be way way more than that but yeah, yeah i think it was older patients yeah um and yeah. he was basically supervising their care and he'd basically um bring them to the end of their lives um and he got and away with it because money. he was a doctor yeah yeah he would and, yeah, and in actual fact yeah yeah i actually think that's, that's the reason rude. that he got caught was because he was doing that um because right. otherwise there would have been no proper link because he was overseeing the care of all of these patients really scary stuff to be fair it's yeah that is really that scary power. i don't like that um, i don't like that I don't mm-hmm. like the medical. I don't like to do the nurses. Now we're like not going kill. to see any doctors in England. If <laughs> no, yeah. no, if I get sick, I'm just dying on my own. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what was the other one, Lou? Probably really was Fred and Rose West. Oh, yeah. Fred yeah. and Rose West was, um, yeah, yeah, they were. Um, husband and wife, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, husband and wife. And they basically just murdered children. Um, <laughs> they were, yeah, it was, it was, I think it was 13, 12 or 13 that were confirmed, <gasps> I believe. Um, oh, no. Some of them buried like in the garden. Um, oh no! Yeah, was, I'm writing their name down to look at. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you if you look at Rose West as well, I actually think that during her trial, she tried to claim a mistrial 
because their case was reported so heavily in the media that everybody already knew oh. who she was. So it didn't matter what jury yeah. she sat in front of. Not that she wasn't going to get convicted anyway, but... <laughs> we, we've got another Sorry, guest on the show. On this. <laughs> we've got another guest on the show. It's going to eat the biscuits. Yeah, yeah, this is the bane of my existence right here. You better get out of my English biscuits, buddy. <laughs> oh, this is Ansel Trout, and he makes an appearance on every single podcast because he cannot be quiet. <laughs> I thought I did. I thought I did hear something earlier. I was going to say, yeah, yeah let him on. Let him if on. you give him a custard cream, he's going to be barking in English. <laughs> I'm giving him a ginger nut. <laughs> oh look, he like that. Look, he's, he's, got, he's, got, he's got. Wait, maybe he's maybe he's got a tummy ache and needs a digestive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to look oh at digestives God. the same now. I'm not going <laughs> to. But um, actually, on back, on the food, back on the food. Um, I know. I forgot. Things. There's a theme. Yeah. No. No. But I was. <laughs> I, I made a note here because I was looking through like your episodes, and obviously there are, there are too many to, to to list them all. But you know, you've made some fantastic things, right? Now you've made double layer chopped chip cake, lemon lavender sable cookies, red velvet cupcake, mm-hmm. apple pie tacos. This one stood <laughs> out for me, and I want to know what it is. What are whoopie pies? <laughs> Whoopie pie. Oh, whoopie yeah. pies. Gosh, how do you explain that? Well, it's basically <laughs> you take it's a combination cookie cake that yeah. you you make two of them and then you do a filling, a cream filling that it goes into the middle of it and you put them together and they call those a whoopie pie. Okay, you know, it just sounded really fun. Yeah, yeah I'm <laughs> I'm looking them up and they look amazing to be fair. Yeah, they are so good. They are so good. But and it's Anne, basically Anne did a good that, job. Um, you know, y'all were talking about the marshmallow in a jar. Oh, yeah, yeah, fluff. yeah, yeah. They call it fluff. Yeah. It's that and um, lard or Crisco. Um, shortening. Shortening. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And a little bit of sh- extra sugar because, you know, marshmallows aren't sweet enough for us. <laughs> <laughs> mix that into a cream and that goes into the in between the two cookies and the cookies can be chocolate or chocolate chip vanilla whatever flavor yeah it's really fun see um we i think yeah we said it in the episode i i love my food i i really love my food i just don't get yeah the fluff i don't get (laughs) the whipped marshmallow i kind of don't get it so my (laughs) husband and my son love to mix that with peanut butter and they call it a a fluff nutter (laughs) <laughs> and they put it on a sandwich, which I don't, I think that's ridiculous. Wow. I just think it's ridiculous. But um, we, we do use that stuff in baking a lot because we have some really special cupcakes that we make the cream that goes in the middle of the chocolate cupcakes. We use that for that. So we've used it a couple times. Oh yeah, we do. So yeah, that's, I mean, it comes in handy. I mean, if you're, if you need marshmallow cream, it's going to take a long time to like mash all those marshmallows together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> just buy it already mashed. It's so much easier. You can, it would, it would make you sick. The, the yeah. whoopie pies traditionally are not as sweet as a normal cupcake or a cookie. Yeah. Cause the cake part is not overly sweet. It's the, the filling sweet that's, that's yeah. going to get you. And if you made it for them, you could just do half the filling. I don't even know. I'm trying. They couldn't even take a pop tart. I felt so bad when y'all said pop tarts didn't make it over there until the nineties. My God. I was like those poor children. That's child abuse. <laughs> 
mean, who can live without that? And then they didn't even like them. And they didn't no, even no, like them. No, 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 no. We like them, but they're just so sweet. I mean, they are. They, they, they've got quite a bit of sugar in them. I think. So, I <laughs> love pop tarts. We grew up eating pop tarts, and I still love to sneak a pop tart. Mm. I won't lie to you. We get these we love these them. weather events over here called hurricanes <laughs> in, yeah. in South Carolina where the wind will come blow you away and the rain will flood you out and the snakes and the alligators will float down the road. It's pretty intense. So, and they tell you it's doom and gloom. You're going to die. Everybody has to leave, but you stay anyway. Because there's nowhere to go. Where are you going to go? Yeah, what are you going to do? So um, we get, that's when we get our comfort foods in. So all the foods from our childhood, like the Pop-Tarts and the Ho-Hos and the... Yeah, so my family started this thing called a snack wagon. <laughs> And it's actually a wagon that we we all go to the grocery store and we fill it up. Everybody gets two to three choices of their favorite snack food, but you got to be willing to share it. And it all goes into the snack wagon. And every morning we wheel the snack wagon out. And during the hurricane, we eat all the snack wagon food. And See, it's everything. Okay, okay. A lot of times you'll lose the power. And, yeah, you lose power and, and stuff. You, so. can't, you can't drive you know, around and stuff. So you're... You have to hunker down in your house. So they tell you to get it your emergency supply kit. And that's Pop-Tarts. So Pop-Tarts, fresh right, yeah. potato chips, but they call them crisps. Yeah, yeah crisps, crisps over there. Crisps. But all sorts of different potato chips. and We um, don't eat the pork rinds. That's not no. what we, we do. Not. <laughs> they do. Here in South Carolina, you can, like, you go to a bar and they order, they, they serve them with, like, pimento cheese, which is a very southern thing. Okay, yeah. And um, they do pork rinds, but I don't believe in those. That's gross. Why are you going to go to a restaurant and pay ten freaking dollars for fried pork skin when you can get a ginormous bag for a like dollar? Three dollars. <laughs> yeah, can, can I just say as well? I've always thought they're grim. I thought they were awful. Yeah, they I've never grim. liked them. They're so grim. Yeah, yes, grim. grim. We're putting that in our dictionary. We're, we're going to start using that word now. <laughs> if there's grim. a pork scratching supply listening, I like them, so send them over just to me. Right? <laughs> I'll, I'll take them. You like them? Damn. No, no, I haven't had them probably for about 20 years. But the, 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 <laughs> I, I said in the podcast, that episode, they are the ones that you you, you eat if you've had a couple of drinks. You, you wouldn't go yeah. out your way and have them. But if you're at a pub with a couple of pints... It's natural to order them and eat them. And I don't think it's natural to order them, but I would eat it on a dare if I had enough booze in me. I would not. <laughs> I'm not eating pork skin. If they give me money and no. dare me to do it, then I'm probably going to do it. All right, Lou, I've, I've got a couple of pounds in my pocket. You've got some money, right? <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here, everyone. I have new batteries. Anne has put new batteries in my mic. I was dying for a minute there, so I think I'm back. But okay, yeah, no, you, I think you, yeah, you're fine. I, don't worry. I know I have a big booming voice, so <laughs> I should have been a town crier in my. I probably was in my past life, and that's why I have. I don't have an inside voice. So <laughs> we actually town... still have a town crier, I think, here, don't we? Yeah, in, in yes. yeah, where you live, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah I think so. Yeah, what? he walks around in like what? a big where like. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I yeah. I think he does advertising more, or he was for a couple of the stores. Yeah, businesses near us. Yeah, he yeah, just yeah. walk around with like a gigantic bell in this huge like blue. Oh boat. yay! Yeah, oh, yeah, yay. yeah. There's a oh. sale on at this shop here, and you'd be like, yeah, all right, thanks. Didn't really need to hear that from oh, you wow. screaming down the road. <laughs> you 
I don't care how much do they get paid. Could I make a living doing that? <laughs> well, I haven't, I haven't seen him since pandemic began. So I don't know if he's retired oh, and the vacancy's no. available. So lost to the pandemic. Yeah, I mean, oh, you know, because no. no shops were open. He didn't have any sales to advertise. That's grim. That's grim. That's grim. That's grim. That's grim. So, what's your views? Do you, have you had much in the way of what we would call English food, or do you, it, what's your perception or views on it? Oh well, we did make a Victoria sponge. Yeah, that's okay. one of the first things that I made. I made a Victoria sponge and I knocked it out of the park. It's delightful. Delightful. <laughs> delightful. <laughs> yeah, and you made a princess cake. I did make one of those freaking princess cakes. <laughs> so Anne and I have had started a tradition because we're sisters and we've we've known each other all of our lives. <laughs> 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 so we had we got to a point where I mean it was really because we were broke more than anything, but we decided not to give each other birthday gifts anymore. But we would be in charge of the birthday dessert because that's a big deal over here in the states when you have a birthday you have to have birthday cake and we're not talking jelly or jello that's not that is not not dessert none of that's proper (laughs) so but we um so i had Anne had asked me for the victoria sponge the when we started the podcast that year she was like oh i'll do the i would like because her birthday's in january and I had already made the Victoria sponge, so we knew it was successful. So I did it again for her birthday. It was very dainty and very delightful, not grim at all. <laughs> and then for, her birth, for my birthday in March, I had watched the British baking show and I ordered a princess cake. For like 47 <laughs> to my cake. Oh my God. One of which is making your own raspberry jam. <laughs> raspberry jam and then your marzipan. <laughs> And then you have to color the Mars. But I got to tell you, she knocked it out of the park. Oh. And you're welcome for me pushing you out of your comfort zone. I was zone. making that cake. And it was going, I was going to prove to you. Yeah. Excuse me, please. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, so is that the Great British Bake Off you mentioned? Is that what yes, you I love that show. That show. Bake Off is brilliant. I love that show. Must see TV. I'm highly me. attracted to Paul Hollywood. <laughs> Those <laughs> eyes. Those eyes. How could you not? <laughs> oh, my God. I bet you, even y'all are attracted to him. You can't help it. I mean, that's an attractive man. It's funny how if you go back to the first series of that or season, if you go back to the first season of that, how different he, I mean, he's still the same, but yeah, you could, you could tell he's read the press and, and believed the, his own hype as well. So he's kind of made oh, himself yeah. a bit, bit nicer as it's gone along. But um, every year it's like, oh, he's, he's just polishing up more and more. <laughs> <laughs> but on, um, on puddings, have you, desserts, have you ever had the trifle that we mentioned that Lou can't so stand. We do, and... we do make trifles. There are, there are trifles here. They're not our favorites. But the difference is, I think Anne was telling me, y'all put what you call jelly in it, but yeah. it's yeah. but it's really jello for us. It's gelatin. Not like the jelly that you put on toast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so we put they the jello. That... Yeah, we put the jelly as well, the gelatin that you mix with water and let it set. Yeah. yeah. What you're saying is jam for us. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Jam. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So... We don't put the jelly crap in there. No, we don't. No. That's not a part of our trifle. No, I don't even think jam is. Is jam in there? No, not no. It's usually it's usually happens when you mess up a cake or you make a cake and it's too dry. Yeah, but you're not willing to throw it away and just call it. But we'll put pudding, which is custard, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so we'll do pudding, which is your custard, and we'll do like um, whipped cream. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. And then, and you chop up the cake, and we don't put fruit in it though. No. That's that's well, not people do. <laughs> 
Well, that's gross. And now, now a big thing is a cookie trifle. A cookie salad. A cookie salad, which is yeah. a trifle, but it's got all cookies it's in it. It's all done with cookies, but I don't like anything called salad. We do. We really, we like, <laughs> I'm not really a salad girl, so. We really like a sticky toffee pudding. <gasps> oh, yes, amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah, elite, elite level that. dessert. Yeah. I, you, yeah. I made that. I made a sticky toffee pudding cake right. on the podcast and <laughs> nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. Yeah, sticky toffee so pudding good. we like, but yeah. it's hard for me, like, with the, the other puddings that y'all have over there, when they describe it as a suet cake. Yeah, it's that gets very nice. hard for me yeah. to yeah, yeah. want to like that. Yeah, and then there's like um, blood pudding. What in the world are you doing with your blood sausages? <laughs> so that to me is more like something that a serial killer would eat. Right. Oh, no. Like a no. We're gonna go. We're <laughs> gonna go to Hannibal Lecter's house and You're going to get blood sausages and blood. I don't think I want to say to them now, Lou. Because, yeah, you wouldn't have heard this yet because the episode with Brendan airs tomorrow, but we discussed this and I, I said yeah, I like you? blood pudding. I, li- I like that. <laughs> yeah, all, we mentioned that we have a friend that's a psychic medium. Yeah, that's right. So are we. So are we. That's how we met her. We took a class on how to be psychic mediums and that's how we met her. So, I, <laughs> so I think your minds. It, it's very hit or miss that. It, it's obviously served with like a full English breakfast. Um, and it's very wow. hit or miss because I feel like a full English breakfast. Do you know what a full English breakfast is? No. Yes. So, it's, yeah. Um, oh, go ahead. Tell a full, her. A full, a full English. <laughs> it's like it's yeah. like sausages with bacon with beans, and then you've always got like a hash brown, eggs, which is like the, yeah fried potato, yeah. yeah, and then eggs, toast, usually some mushrooms, and then you've got what is like blood sausage in it as well. But I've always felt like somebody always doesn't like something from an English breakfast. So for me, it's, um, yeah, like the blood sausage stuff. Well, yeah, I just don't, I'm not fond that, of that. I mean, I don't mind a Bloody Mary, but that's the only <laughs> no. thing Well, no, but we, we call it, it, we yeah. call it black pudding. We don't call it blood pudding. Yeah, we don't call it blood pudding. I feel like it's yeah. because what it does is it takes away the meaning. So anybody I trying think, it though, just doesn't know what they're eating. I think <laughs> it's absolutely one of those foods, though, that I think if you put it down in front of someone, they would eat it. If you didn't say it's blood pudding, it's made of pig's blood or whatever, I think I think they would oh. eat it and say, "Oh, I quite like it." But yeah, if you if you give it if if you were to give it an alternative fancy chef's name, you know, you know. I guess there's um, really like really blood in it. There's really really blood in it. And then what's up with your beans? <laughs> like, why you got a lot of beans? Like, y'all eat a lot of beans. Yeah, but be- the thing is, beans are very unique because they can kind of be anything. So you can have them in the morning, beans on toast, or you can have beans on toast as like a quick dinner. It could be a lunch. You can you can kind of do a lot with beans. Beans Goes go with, with everything. everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could Why do would you? you could do Why turkey you Twizzlers and beans if you wanted to. They, they look like a baked bean to me. What yeah, baked it bean. looks like like a baked bean. It's like it's almost like in a um like a tomato tomato sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's tomato. it. Yeah, tomato, tomato, tomato. <laughs> tomato. Yeah. But, but you could um that's the thing though because it's almost like a sauce or a gravy. So like I said, you could have it with an omelet. You could have it with on on the full English. It gives it a little bit of a Sauce. It's almost like a, 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 adding like a, a little, yeah, kind of like a condiment on the side, but it's include it's food, so it's included in it. It's like win win. But what kind of beans are they? Are they white beans? Are they what kind of beans? <sighs> what well, they, Lou? You'll have to find out because you know what yeah. I, I I will find out because I actually couldn't tell you. We have about... llama beans. We have 
great northern beans. We have kidney beans. We have white beans. Like we got a lot of beans around here. Pick a bean. I don't probably know what beans. It probably is a white. Bean. Probably is a white bean. I think. Y'all have to let us know because I'm very <laughs> yeah, curious about the beans. They, they are. Bean. <laughs> they are white beans. beans. There you go. Slightly smaller than cannellini beans. They are white mm, okay. beans. Okay. Not, not a big. Bean so they fan. might be like navy beans, like what we call navy beans. So if I come over and order breakfast, do I have to get the beans or can I tell them no beans for me? No, oh, sometimes you could like substitute it out usually. Yeah. Okay. If okay. you wanted like an extra sausage instead of the beans, they might do that. So I do. Okay. So for instance, yeah, I'd always get rid of my black pudding for something else. Um, and sometimes I substitute mushrooms as well because I'm not necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. Say, if you yeah. put blood pudding on my plate, I will die. For <laughs> <laughs> me, it's... Allergic. <laughs> For me, it's the fried tomato or the mushrooms I'll sub. Oh, God, I forgot that we put tomato on it as well. But you know fried what I, tomato, fried yeah, tomato. I, I don't I, I, with, with... Like, what do you mean by a fried tomato? <laughs> it's literally just literally. half a tomato yeah. stuck on a grill, and then they just put it on the plate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, we put breading just... on our... So we have green, fried green tomatoes here in the South. Delicious. And they're delicious, but they're actually not ripe tomatoes. They're green tomatoes, and you slice them. And you bread them like in breading that you would like bread a chicken nugget or something. And then you fry it, deep fry it. And you usually have like this really yummy ramelade sauce, whatever mm. that is. But um, it's I have like to a, say, though, I want to go huh? back to it, though, just to make sure in defense of the full English breakfast, it is the stuff of champions. I, You know, we, you don't eat it regularly. It's all, it's like it's a, it's a one-off treat or if you go out or you go on holiday, you know, you stay in a hotel. Or if you're drunk and you're hungover. <laughs> or you're drunk morning. and you're hungover. <laughs> okay. And it's, it's something you rarely do at home. You'll go to a cafe or something to have, you know, because you you, you won't necessarily buy all the constituent ingredients. But it is the or, stuff of champions. It, and it, again, Sorry, oh, go on, Lee. Sorry, famously, Weatherspoons is like yeah. a chain of budget pub here. But they were open oh. basically from seven o'clock in the morning until probably like one o'clock in the evening. And Weatherspoons oh. do like a full English for probably about <laughs> four quid. It's 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 really cheap there. And like the sausages are about two percent meat, ninety eight percent magic. Um, <laughs> and, and what I would say is, if you have a full English breakfast for breakfast, you won't need to eat anything for the rest of the day. Yeah, yeah, very. That sounds like like our brunch. Like our brunches are like big, and you don't. Well, you could go to a Waffle House. Yeah, you could go to Waffle House here, and you could get your breakfast all day. Close. What time do your pubs close at night? Is it 11, 11 yeah. ish? Usually yeah, they're thereabouts. Yeah. Ours close at two. Oh, well. Our last uh, call is at 2 a.m. here. Yeah, well, we got to get our drink on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like to do that, you probably need more so a club as opposed yeah. to a pub because I think it depends where you are. Some I've been in are about one o'clock, but usually the pubs are like the starting point to move on to a club later on. Oh. Because you get you get like all of your cheap drinking done your in the pre drink spoons. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Your pre -drink. yeah, it's like your pre drink. And then what you <laughs> do so yeah, yeah, yeah. So a traditional like British night out, I would say, is that what you do is before you meet up with your mates, you pre drink at home, and then you go mm -hmm. to a pub to pre drink, and then that's your pre drinks before your actual club night where you yeah. just drink. Oh, okay. oh, there you go. Yeah, and the yeah. club probably has very expensive drinks, so you yeah. might just drink one. Yeah, exactly. So you're already seeing triple by the time you get to the club and all the struggle <laughs> is, is is making sure that when the bouncer gets there and you give him his id you just need to make sure that he stood up straight and you should be fine that's that's oh, cool. okay that's good that's good but i want to actually sounds Karen. like a little much for me i'm, I'm probably not going to make it past i don't know <laughs> 
the, the pregame. But Karen, I want to go back to something you said actually a, a, a little while ago. Now I've only been to the States a few times, but I love eating over there. Right. Oh. Um, and there was once, cause it's, it's a comment you made about salad, not liking anything with salad. And <laughs> on the first trip, I think one of the first trips I had there, about halfway into the holiday, I thought, do you know what? I'm just eating too much because, you know, we mentioned with Brenda last week, the portion sizes are huge and there's just so much food. And I thought, no, I've got to try and be good for a little bit because I'm worried I'm going to get home and not fit into any clothes. So <laughs> went into a place and I can't remember what it was, but I said, oh, um, it was a salad something. I said, you know what? It's lunch. I'll have a salad, please. Comes out. This thing was huge. It had bacon in it, it had cheese in it, it had nothing. In it. it had, I think, bits of steak in it, and it was actually worse than probably the burger my other half had. You yeah, know, it was quite... it's crazy how they can take a salad that's supposed to be healthy and just put all yeah. this crap in it, and it makes it yeah. so much unhealthy. I mean, I loved it. <laughs> dressing the ranch yeah. all ranch, over it, yeah, the ranch, so bad for you, and that's the way Americans do salad. I loved it. I'm not. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying it was. It was. It was great. Yeah. You thought you were going to order a salad? It was going to be a light meal. Yeah. No, we don't do that here. No, we don't do that here. No. Now, now we've got these things called small plates. You can get. It's just uh, like a half an appetizer size yeah we do have small plates which is now. probably a regular size plate i was gonna say yeah. this morning when we were making our proper british <laughs> tea tea what do they call biscuits i'm oh, sorry it's the bloody mary's i'm not thinking well <laughs> anyway um we were saying if we went over to england for a couple of weeks we probably drop some weight because yeah. y'all don't eat half the sugar that we eat y'all don't eat half the stuff and we don't even like half the stuff that you serve so we wouldn't even eat most <laughs> we wouldn't, probably wouldn't even get three meals in a day what is your what is your take on ice over there do we like ice or no ice? i don't think y'all do ice do you oh yeah i guess it depends on it depends on what you're doing really i uh, yeah i feel like it what in terms of alcohol or just drinks generally like just, if i wanted to get a glass of water yeah with ice in it can i like get some it ice cold. yeah 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 that would that would be an option i think that would be that would that would be an option or a coke can i get a, a coca-cola can we get there? a soda what's it called a soda pop a soda pop i don't know yeah yeah so, yeah so i feel like coke would be served but i always ask for no ice because obviously here we don't get free refills so if you ask for ice you just get less coke so I just say That's no true. ice because I get more drink oh. then. <laughs> oh, we get free refills here, guys. We free refills. I mean, that's what we get. Unlimited, bottomless Coke. Yeah. And on a similar vein, to, well, a similar vein to what Lou was alluding to there, you also get much smaller glasses here. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah tend true, not yeah. to go for the ice. So because we're going to be dehydrated. Oh, we're going to be very dehydrated. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be sugar withdrawals and dehydrated. No, because yeah, the irony is... I'm going, please take us home. We're, we're dehydrated and we need sugar. <laughs> Can I get the, the irony is, if you come over here, you're far better off drinking alcohol because it'll be cheaper than than soft drinks, and and you'll get more of it. That's the irony. But your your beer that you drink, I don't know what y'all call. What do you call that? A pint, pint, a pint. But what's in the pint? It's a pint of something. I think you just order a pint, and it's a beer. It's whatever beer. Yeah, so it depends. Like you'd either have like lager, or you'd have cider if you were feeling more fruity, or like stout. So like I like a Guinness. <laughs> To be fair. Oh, okay. And yeah. is it warm? Y'all, y'all drink that warm. 
They have or, that. It depends that... how much of a man you are, really. If you're a proper man, you drink it warm. <laughs> no, well, you get you get your your ales or what's it? The IPAs, which are meant to be drunk warm, so they do have those yeah, here. But yeah. no, if you go up to the bar, you get one of the draft beers or, or like yeah, this Guinness. It's all cold. It's going to be cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I was real worried about that. No, there, there are like, certain ones which which are meant to be drunk warm, but yeah, anything okay. out the and anything normal. If you go and get your regular kind of lager or ales or beers they've got there, it'll be cold. It'll be cold. And then if I were to go and order a bourbon, do y'all have that? They do. Whether they've, I don't know what selection they've got. Whether they'll, it'll be up to your standard, but <laughs> <laughs> probably not. <laughs> I'm just worried. I need I need bourbon on the rocks, so I need some ice in my bourbon. Oh yeah, no, that, that yeah, they'll do that, and we're, and we're we're getting a lot more choice of spirits now in bars, aren't we? Yeah, like there was a really strange trend here as well. So like gin is a really big thing at the minute here. So like oh, everybody drinks okay. gin in all kinds of different flavors. You've got uh, strawberry gin and raspberry gin and apple gin and all of that sort of thing. Um, it was yeah, a bit of a fad. Yeah, we got that going on with vodka here. Yeah, vodka. we had the vodka. Yeah, that was I would probably say maybe like five, six years ago, where you had like cherry vodka and blueberry vodka and all of that sort of thing. It was a oh, huge fad. Candy vodka. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, like, it doesn't make sense to me. I don't. I'm not. I'm not much of vodka. I drink vodka in my Bloody Mary, but I don't drink <laughs> vodka in many other things. Maybe a couple of things. It was like years ago. What the first they came out, they were called the Alco Pops, and they were they, they were. I think basically the reason for things like this is they are like seen as a gateway drink for children, and that, that's what they say. <laughs> because people that yeah, people that don't like the beers and people that don't like the spirits, it's like hold on, we can hook them by putting a load of sugary sweet yeah alcohol into a sugary sweet drink, and and yeah, we had drinks they were called like hooch. They were little bottles of lemon with with um, it might have been vodka. I don't know. And they were seen as like, yeah, you're trying to basically get a generation of youngsters into alcohol that way. That's how it was seen. Those are the ones that create the worst hangovers, though. Yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you just that that sugary alcohol is so really, bad. It's so bad. But we all go through it. We all go. You got to live and learn. Yes, you do. Yeah. You got to yeah. live and learn. I mean, in the States as well, obviously, drinking age is 21. Is that everywhere? Every state? Yeah. Yep. Because it is here. Now. Yeah, here here it's 18, but I would say that like underage drinking culture is quite big here as well. So for instance, you're 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 likely to go into shops and just not get asked for ID. So you you it wouldn't be uncommon on like a Saturday if you walked through town to see like a group of like 14-year-olds drinking like a bottle of cider in the middle. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That that's I I feel like that would probably be quite a common thing here cuz I feel like drinking wow. culture cottons on really really young. Oh, and can you drink in the streets there? Yeah, well, we no. can't drink. Yeah, legally you're not supposed to, but you'd be hard pressed to really find a policeman that would stop you. To be honest, I feel like this uh, is not worth. Here yeah. they would stop you. They yeah, would definitely yeah, they, stop yeah, they you. wouldn't. Yeah, they wouldn't be fast. Even yeah. an adult, they would stop from doing that. There are some places if they've had trouble, they they'll put a, a no alcohol zone. But again, it's like, yeah, are the police really going to get too bothered with that? I don't think they would over here. Oh, or wow. like, I, I remember when I was at university. So again, like, you know, you start your pre-drinks before you even go to the first bar. And obviously you'd need a drink for the walk, wouldn't you? Because you yeah. stay warm, oh, God, obviously, yeah. you know. So, yeah. And there always used to be a policeman stood at a particular corner. And when you got to him, he'd basically, because he didn't want you taking the glass and littering or like the plastic cup, he'd just sit there and make you drink it as fast as you could. So it almost kind of like became a game. So obviously he shouldn't have been doing that. But, but he was just like, I'd rather just let them get over it, not throw the glass on 
the floor and then we can we can just get over it so you know it was kind of just an accepted <laughs> oh that's sacrifice. too funny i love it the, that's the, awesome so now so but before sporting events here we have tailgating oh uh, yeah yeah so that's when a lot of people and they'll allow so when you when a when a parking lot allows tailgating that there's a lot of drinking and a lot of crazy food and like it's it's a huge celebration before the game even starts. You don't even know if your team lost or not. And you're already <laughs> celebrating. <laughs> Crazy. But yeah, so people so, bring their grills and yeah, set them up. People bring their the grills. They yeah. bring porta potties. And I mean, we've just seen the craziest things. So yeah. Um, and before concerts, some concerts, we, um, you tailgate before your concert. So, but those are like really controlled areas. Yeah, yeah. Because um, it's like in a parking lot. So, oh, but. but we have like, okay, so there are some places, for instance, in Memphis, Tennessee, there's certain times of the day where they close several streets. Um, I think it's Beale Street. Mm, and you can walk from bar to bar with drinks. Okay. And I, I don't know if they do that in New Orleans or not, but there's certain times like I know on Bourbon Street, certain, you can it's like cocktail hour yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, that you can walk on Beale Street with open containers. In um, Savannah, for their St. Patrick's Day parade, they close the streets and you can drink with open containers. Yes. So, but, in usual circumstances, would you get a fine from a police officer for that yeah. if you were drinking yeah, in the street? Yeah. Straight up, there would be no argument about it at all. No. No. Oh, wow. Well, well. And if you got I mean, they're going to write you. They're going to write you a ticket, and then you have to show up for court, and then you can oh, fight wow. it in court, I guess. Sometimes though, they'll let you out. They just make you pour it out. Yeah, it just uh, depends. Right, if okay. you're not being a nuisance, they'll just make you pour it out. But if you if they make you pour it out, and then ten minutes later they catch you again, they're probably going to have a problem with that. Right. Okay. Or if you are like completely out of your mind drunk, like Anne gets all the time. What? <laughs> and she's walking down the street and she's like lifting that shirt no. and just causing a ruckus they're probably going to give her a ticket you cheeky right. cheeky girl lou and i learned yesterday though that even in the states you can't cross state lines with alcohol can you oh really not you're not supposed to but <laughs> yeah. and we would never <laughs> no of course not, not of course not let's, <laughs> let's just get that out there now yeah we'll put that in the show notes they've never done that <laughs> we've never done that <laughs> and and also the thing that all that that amazes me and i'd forgotten about this but is the amount of dry counties as well that you've got there which is is oh yeah it's bizarre it's, it's bizarre to think about that you kind of still have that yeah Especially in the Bible Belt. Yeah, in the south, in the Bible Belt, there's lots of dry counties. Totally dry. Now, there are some counties that don't sell any alcohol on Sundays. But then okay. there are some that are completely dry. Like, there's no alcohol at all. But you can go to the next county and buy your alcohol and yeah. take it home and drink it. <laughs> yeah. So I guess they're in cahoots with the gas company, the petrol company. <laughs> gas money to go and buy it and then take it home i don't know i don't i don't get I it i thought you were saying they were filling the gas uh, trucks up with the alcohol like this the maple syrup people <laughs> oh that would be brilliant that would be brilliant we should start that we i'm should not gonna that. get involved in that you're not no you're so chicken i'm a law-abiding citizen and that's where your problem is <laughs> <laughs> stop well I, I think we should look at possibly starting to wrap this up now actually i could talk 
Oh, oh no, Ruth Lou. Oh, I what? miss you guys already, <laughs> and I just got to know you. Well, <laughs> I just want to say as well, actually, if you want an, a, a, just an idea of like how heavily ingrained, I would say that drinking is just really ingrained into British culture. I think it's just very yeah. standard. If I you just get that feeling, I get that feeling. <laughs> if you if you have a Google, alcohol doesn't have an impact on you. Yeah, y'all probably could drink us under the table. I'm sure of it. Yeah, that's because everybody here has been doing it since about 14. (laughs) But if if you have a Google of just like map of like pubs in the UK, um, it will give you like a Google map result where they've got like a red dot for everyone. And honestly, the entire UK is covered in dots to the point where you actually just can't see any land because there is that many pubs next to each other. How do they make any money? There's so many of them. How do they make any money? Oh, because they're all full. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you go pub crawling. You go one to another, yeah. to another, to another. That's <laughs> right. True. I know. I was watching a show the other night. Um, I guess it was Ted Lasso. I don't know what. Because I get BritBox. I know you've never heard of that. Oh, yeah. No, no, yeah, we've, yeah, yeah. yeah, we've seen okay. BritBox, yeah. Okay, so I have BritBox. And so a lot of times when I'm watching a show, they always, the pubs over there, they just make it seem like, did you ever see that show Cheers? Yeah. I love Cheers. I love it. <laughs> okay. So it just, I feel like that every pub is like that. Like it's a small, there's locals that go there every day and they all drink together and they all know each other's business and they all take care of each other. And that's what a pub is. And they're like, every town has multiple ones, but every pub has their own group of like local, regular people. And they all know you. Like you walk in and they go, <laughs> Hey, Dan, is your point. I mean, they already know what you want. And they're like, how's the wife and kids? And they're loose, still not eating beans. You know what I'm saying? Like, they just know you. Is it really like that? Because I really want to go there. Yeah, I think it depends. So there are some pubs, for instance, where I live, like we've walked around and we've been in uh, most of the pubs near me, to be fair. Um, But there are a couple of them where I feel like I wouldn't go because I'm not a regular. And if you walked in, people would like look at you and think, Who's who? Who's that? The music stops. Oh. Yeah, the everyone music looks stops. at you. <laughs> yeah, the DJ goes, and all of a sudden, everyone turns around, and you're like, "What have I just walked into?" Yeah, and there's there's like some that are like that. Yeah, and then yeah. there's some that you can kind of walk casually in. So, like a Weatherspoons, wherever you are, a Weatherspoons is for everyone. You can go in there. Uh, but if you see something and it's called like you know anything arms is yeah. always like a local pub that's oh, like anything good. that's got arms, arms in it like <laughs> broken arms yeah but what i would say what lou said was right about the like the culture in that but here you go out to get drunk yeah the aim yeah, isn't yeah, to enjoy yeah. drinking you go out as a group and the aim is we're going to get drunk as quickly as we can it's not a oh we'll go out we'll have a few drinks and do this yes there are there are people after you finish work You'll do that. You'll go have a meal. You'll have a couple of drinks. Go home. Okay. As when you're okay. in in your younger days, it is about how quickly and what can we drink to get drunk as quickly as we can. And, uh, it and that's is, how it is here too. Like college age kids, university age, whatever you want to call them. Um, yeah, that that's what that's all about. That's what you do in college. You learn how much alcohol your body can take. That's yeah. really what you're there <laughs> yeah. for. <laughs> and if you live, they give you a piece of paper and say, get the hell out. <laughs> and now you owe us $80,000. <laughs> and But good luck with your liver. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Yes. <laughs> That you're not going to be able to do job with. No. That's what must be really sad because obviously, you know, you would you go to college at 18, don't you? Yes. And yeah. and obviously you don't get that period of being out 
be able to go to clubs and that sort of thing? Because I imagine most degrees are still only three years in the States as well. Uh, there are four, and I was on the five-year plan because oh, okay. I was very social. <laughs> <laughs> so you only get so, one good one good year of going out when you're at college then to actual bars. Uh, I actually, when I was in college, you get we get fake IDs over yeah, here. Yeah, we all get fake IDs. <laughs> yeah, so, we've I seen mean, them super bad, McLovin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> But I think we all get fake IDs. I mean, even my daughter, who now I think, what if we like send we get them from China or something? Yeah, they got theirs from China, which is scary (laughs) because they sent their pictures and their all of their personal information to China. I'm like, guys, how dumb are y'all? You're in college. Anything for a drink? Anything for a drink? (laughs) I figure they already have our information over there anyway. true yes and they would send them back fake ids and that's how my daughter drank her way through college she did not have any problems whatsoever getting her drink on i would say as well there's a bit of a stereotype that even if you're 50 you get id'd in the state so is that is that really true like you will get id'd kind of irrespective or do people turn around and say no you're old enough yeah Uh, unfortunately at the grocery when you're at the um supermarket then yeah you'll get id'd if you're buying, if you're alcohol buying alcohol, there. but like if I were go- to go to a bar right now, they would not ask me for my ID, and I would be very sad. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, or the like, we go have an ABC store, liquor store, the liquor store. When we go buy, like when Ann and I were out buying bourbon yesterday, we just happened to be out and bought some bourbon, and they didn't ask me for my ID, and I was very sad. It was offensive. It was very <laughs> offensive. Well, I, I had, I think the worst experience I had here. I went to a supermarket with my girlfriend. Um, and we walked up and we bought some like um, ciders, some toffee apple ones. Amazing. Brilliant. Would definitely recommend. Um, and then <laughs> toffee apple That's cider. It's so amazing. Good. It's like um, the only way that I can explain it, it tastes like Christmas. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah I it tastes like Christmas. Guys. Honestly, oh, it's amazing. We have to go. We're on the line right now. I'm packing. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I went to the counter and the lady behind the checkout counter said, oh, can I, can I see your ID um, to my girlfriend? And then she looked at me, she's like, you're all right. And I thought, who do you think I've come out with? My daughter. <laughs> I was like, what's going on here then? I was like, who do you think I'm buying her booze illegally? And she's like, I'm I know, sorry, that's I have so to do rude. it. Because <laughs> here you should be, basically, they say that you should ID anyone that looks under 25. Yeah. So that means that she thought I was older than 25 and she was younger than 18. Yeah, I thought, wow, exactly. wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's offensive. It's, I mean, it's just... But I bet she must have been thrilled. She was like, ha, ha, ha. This is my sugar daddy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but over right. there, it wouldn't be a sugar daddy because they don't like sugar. Right. This is my bean daddy. <laughs> <laughs> right, then. All right, well, it's actually been... A real pleasure. Know, it's so it's been a blast. Is it midnight yet? Is it midnight no, no, yet? it's it's half eleven. It's half eleven. It's not that bad. We, okay. We're we we're, we're going to go out for. Our, no, no, we're back. We're, we're cutting into our pre-drink time. That's all. But it's, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it's uh, no, really, really fun having you on. And Lou, uh, Karen, can you stand up just a little bit? Stand up. Yeah. Do you want to stand up? People at home won't see this listening, but look, they, you see, they've got merch. That's yeah, what we need. You yeah, see yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is my water bottle, and this side says, this might be bourbon. <laughs> and on the other side, it says, because murderers suck. <laughs> and then see, it's, we, got, it's the, got our logo. See, this is what we need to do now. We need... <laughs> you really 
really do. Do you want to plug your 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 socials or and where where people can hear you? Yes. Well, we're on um, Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Pandera, Pandera, Pandera. Wow, <laughs> Bloody Marys, right there. Um, Pandora. We're on like the major podcaster podcast. What the holy pod chaser and good pods? Just find us. You'll find Google us. You'll we'll pop up there. Sugar coated murder <laughs> podcast. If you just do sugar coated murder, some weird song will come. I up. know. And so <laughs> yeah. we have the um, we have the Echo Dot devices that we talk to, and she's got a certain name that I won't say, but you can even play us on there. And then um, we have social media. We're on Instagram, and that's um, we're at Sugar Coated Murder. On Twitter, we are at Sugar Murder because I think I was drinking that day, and that's all <laughs> I could get out. And then um, we have Facebook. We have Facebook. We have a regular Facebook page, which is um, Sugar Coated Murder Podcast. And then we have a Sugar Coated Murder fan page that you have to ask to join. But good news, we never have enough friends and we've let anybody join. And then we also have email. We love to get email from listeners yes. and suggestions for murders we can research or recipes we can try. And our email address is murder.sugarcoated at gmail.com. <laughs> and you can also order um, our homemade vanilla, which is called Killa Vanilla. vanilla. <laughs> And you can do that just by emailing us. I would suggest people time. look at your Instagram and Facebook because then you can actually see what you've you've made as well. That, that's that's yes. the thing. So I, I, w- I would recommend that. But it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah ch- check them out. It, it really Thank is um, a, a great podcast. Now, Lou, before I hand over to you to wrap up, I'll read some of the reviews we've got. And, and ladies, there'll be some familiar names, I'm sure, to you here. Um, <laughs> This is on Good Pods, but what I'm doing, this is going to be from our competitive eating episode um, because of the way we've recorded. So we've got Kay from my favorite name podcast, Fuck My Work Life. She said, fucking brilliant episode. I have no idea how much pe- how people eat that much. Um, we've got Yeti Yef has given us five stars. Kelly Madden. Wow, this is crazy. I never understood competitive eating until I got fat. Now I think I could probably eat my weight in tater tots. Josh from Super Familiar with the Wilsons, five stars. Decaying with the boys, five chat tsunami. Josh Antonio from the Cult Worthy, he says, Now I want a hot dog. The Red Dove uh, have given us five. Shane from Shane and I, Jack Colbertson, and Uncredible Cornelius, who I think we must have mentioned this. He's he's just posted five stars plus 275 oysters plus steak and coffee. So that must have been one of the challenges. So so thanks thanks to all those who've left that. So yeah, Lou. We've still not had anyone say that we're shit yet. (laughs) Yeah, so we'll not. (laughs) Bless you. We'll we'll read anything any comments out. So waiting for the day when Dan goes one star would never listen again, annoying hosts. All right. It has been an absolute pleasure. It's been brilliant. Um, and I'm going to sing us out, and I hope I still get this right because I'm great at fluffing my lines with this. We know there's many podcasts from which you can choose, but we thank you for listening to Casting Views. Hello, everyone. My name is Nick. I'm the host of Nikolai's Kitchen, and I'm also the host of the annual live stream for The Cure. 
Livestream for the Cure is a charity event where we raise money with content creators and podcast partners from around the world for the Cancer Research Institute, a wonderful nonprofit researching cancer immunotherapy, training the body's immune system to fight all forms of cancer. This is a mission and a future that I truly believe in. And myself and my team worked tirelessly over the past five years to raise over $50,000 for this cause. This year, we're aiming for our biggest single goal to date of $20,000, and we cannot do it without your help. Please join us for the event May 19th through the 21st, starting at 9 a.m. Eastern for 45 hours of content from people all over the world. Together, we can bring hope for a future immune to cancer. The more eyes we reach, the more dollars we raise. Please help us in making this goal a reality. Together, we can make a difference.